Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer, the host of Ikigai with Jennifer Shinkai, where we're going to talk about the Japanese concept of Ikigai or living a life of purpose. Here you're going to hear inspirational stories from all different types of people who are finding their own life of purpose. You're going to hear about how they found their Ikigai and what they do every day to live an integrated life. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Ikigai with Jennifer Shinkai. I am your host, Jennifer Shinkai, and today I have a magical guest joining us. And I first met David John last year online when I was looking to do something special to celebrate the second year anniversary of the Make March Matter group, which I had been running from the beginning of COVID and it was our anniversary and I wanted to do a team building event, but I didn't want to do, I didn't want to lead it myself because it's kind of, okay, I'm always facilitating. I'm always running events. I want to just be a guest. I just want to show up and do it. And um, I'm not quite sure how I found you, but I did find you and I booked you and we had about 15 members of the community and it was so much fun, had such a great time. And then, you know, it was great, great one of interaction. And then over the last couple of months, I was like, well, Dave's posting a lot on LinkedIn <laughs> and he's talking all about this pivot that he made and why have I not asked him to be on the podcast yet? <laughs> and uh, we got back in contact and um, I asked you and you immediately said yes. And when we were doing our planning conversation um, yesterday, the day before recording, you shared about your experience of from side hustle to life savior. And it was such a brilliant um, soundbite. I thought that would be a great place to dive in. So thank you so much for being with us, David. And yeah, from side hustle to life savior. Tell me more. All right. Thank you, Jen. Very good to see you again. Uh, and yeah, you found me online, but you also introduced me to another magic show, if you remember that last November or December. You introduced me to another client and then, yeah, you you know, that's how people get connected to each other. And then uh, I took Shinkansen to Tokyo. I did the show and I returned to Osaka. And that's all because of you, Jen. So thanks oh. for the introduction. Have I haven't got a chance to say thank you to you, I guess, probably. So You're very you know, welcome. After three months. So yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, but side hustle to life savior. Yeah, that's, I don't know how I found that word, but I found that sentences. But yeah, I did magic. Uh I never really did it for a, a full, as a full-time job. Uh, I was working in IT and then I changed job several times and changed career as well. And magic always become my side hustle. You know, I never really chased for it, but I have website, people follow me, people who know me, they will book me, uh, but I never really go around, you know, to, to find some gigs. And uh, so that's, that's what we call side hustle, I believe. And that's pretty good income actually in, in, in terms of the side hustle. Uh, and then... Uh, few years before the pandemic I focused my job mostly uh, on the tourism uh, so mm -hmm. yeah I did a lot of uh, uh, done a lot of uh, different industry in my life so tourism was good people love Japan you know the reason why you live here I live here is because we love this country and uh, once they come here they come again and again right so mm -hmm. I, I uh, you know I, being a tour guide as well I also ranks tours for for companies or individuals who come in group so uh, going around Japan with big bus you know entertaining them Living, not living with them, staying with them in good hotels, three free meals. Oh, yeah, maybe three free meals a day. Yes, of course. So that's yeah. a, a beautiful life. Uh, and uh, still, magic continues to be the side hustle. And then the pandemic comes, 
everything disappeared. All the tours they have been booked. yeah, inbound so, tourism not so strong. Yeah, so everything is gone. Like number one industry that will be disappear right uh, during that pandemic. But but uh, yeah, 2020 was okay. Uh, maybe like 20 tours were cancelled just like that, you know. Mm. Uh, and then the income becomes zero. But I thought this is probably just temporary, maybe a few months, and just the fires and you know just like SARS or whatever yeah. we had in the past, right? I met cow maybe, but. You know, after a few months, no way. This is a totally different level. Uh, so I was thinking about something to do. And, you know, a few months before the pandemic, I actually started something I call experience. So uh, me, uh, my business partner and me, we basically bought like a, a high-tech ad advanced uh, electric bike, uh, six uh, bikes, and uh, we register our service in Airbnb experience. There's another right. service they provided, not only mm. the house, right? And then... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it ran pretty good. So uh, we, we took tourists around the city of Tokyo, you know, from like Asakusa, Skytree, Ueno, all this all and new uh, feeling for, yeah. for uh, tourists. Oh, my hood. That's my it, area. Yeah, that, that's where you live? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I live in Asakusa Basi, by the way, at that time. Oh, then... oh, hey, neighbor. I'm in uh, Hikifune. So oh, anyway. my God. So we'll talk about close. this later. Sorry. Because we were neighbors, basically. So, yeah. uh and and uh, I, I, I it just started like two months, but it get a very good track traction. You know, it could be me being the guide or my my friends being the guide. Uh, and then yeah, as you know, the pandemic comes and everything just cancel. You know, all the booking has to be canceled. We have to do the full refund, right? Uh, mm. to, to the uh, to the bookers. Uh, we did it like twice a day, so it's pretty good, pretty good uh, money as well. Although we only limited to five uh tourists. You know what happened if you drive too many bikes in the yeah. city, right? So I didn't want to go too much. So yeah, and then uh, the pandemic camps, everything disappeared, the bike disappeared, the bike has nothing to do. And then I had to think about what should I do next, right? Uh, and magic, which was my side hustle before, it's not something you can do as well. No one wants to see magic face to face, right? Because of the coronavirus. So I, I took the bike, I thought instead of being so negative at home, thinking about what to do, I just take the bike and I did Uber Eats. <laughs> So I deliver, yeah, I deliver foods with the bike that I use, like the cool bike. So all other drivers keep talking about the bike, you know, when I meet them, oh my God, what kind of bike is it? And then, uh, so for two months, actually, I enjoyed, actually, you know, instead of being at home, right, you know, yeah. if I can make like a three, if I can make money, like at least three meals a day to cover my three meals a day, I was happy. So at least mm -hmm. I do something, you know. Uh, and uh, I didn't tell my wife, actually, when I did that. So I thought, I'm going to go out to find some opportunity or whatever. So... I did that, and then meanwhile, I was looking for other opportunity. And my friends were really nice, you know, those friends from the corporate, uh, 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 my from my past. You know, hey David, if you need something, you know, I can create a role for you. you can uh, work for us, you know, even just a temp. Say, oh, that's good, that's good, you know. But I don't really want to go back to corporate again. Like yeah. whenever I think about it, I can get a nightmare, you know. So I try not to go there. Uh, and then I saw this, yeah, being in Airbnb already as the experience host, give me a lot of benefit because I know what's going on in the platform, mm -hmm. right? And then I saw that, oh my God, they just opened a new uh, platform again called Online Experience. Uh, so I thought, okay, this is probably something I can explore, explore more uh, from the perspective of my magic show. So I have something already with me, but something that I cannot perform to people in person, but now they have online experience. I thought, okay, maybe this is something I can do. So I registered to the platform and I saw only one magician right there. And then there's mm -hmm. another one like Escape Game, you know. Uh, virtual tour in Asakusa, things like that. I said, wow, people do that actually. So, and Magic Show is only one magician like that. He become my good friend right now, by the way. Uh, and then uh, I registered my show uh, and uh, I was rejected by uh, Airbnb <laughs> because they said, you know, your show, uh, 
maybe it's for children and we don't do experience for children. You know, I think internally they are still thinking about what to do experience, but this is online, you know, you're not going to take mm. some children outside and put them in danger or something, right? Uh -huh. uh, and then it was gone for a few weeks and then someone in Airbnb Japan happened to browse around all the rejected applications again. And he realized that this is probably going to be good because Golden Week is coming. Oh, it's exactly around this time of that year. Wow. And then, uh, you know, let's, 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 let's explore this more. And then I did audition. They need me to do audition to the employees of Airbnb. And then I said, okay, let's, let's do it. You know, open as many slots as possible for the Golden Week. And let's see how it goes. And yeah, during the Golden Week, I get some small bookings from Japan. And I said, okay, this is probably good. I just keep continuing doing it. But another mindset I have is like, if this is online, why do I have to target Japan only, right? Yeah. So, so I started to open uh, uh, a totally different hours of my daily life uh, uh, between 12 midnight to maybe 8 or 9. I basically just opened the whole 24 hours. You, can, you have the freedom to create yes. as, as many slots as possible, right? And I happened to get bookings from US, right? And uh, Brazil, that time is like all over the world, even like Lebanon, Israel, something I never thought about. And, and uh, that's why I thought, okay, this is going going well. And, and uh, yeah, then it become my, suddenly become my income, the life savior that they came to that. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know that, oh, like you got rejected at first and uh, you were the flashiest Uber Eats driver in Tokyo. That's a new new information for me. But I love, um, you know, what you said about the idea of, well, first of all, it's, it's always good to go back through ideas, which mm. we rejected once mm -hmm. <laughs> and then go, hang on, situation has changed. What, what might be there? So I think that's a good, a good reminder for everybody to go through the, the old file of ideas that we had and maybe it wasn't wow. their time and perhaps we can look at it in a different way. Mm. Um, and also it's interesting what you said about just, yeah, why am I, why am I limiting myself to this particular audience or this particular slot? Right. Mm. Um, Cause I I've talked with um, some entrepreneurs or like other, other non-Japanese living in Japan and a lot of people get very focused on how hard it's going to be mm. to like start a business or to like, you know, to work, to work in this market. But I, I think that what you have done is gone. Well, geography is just geography. Like my offering is universal. So how do I, how do I reach those people? You mean like, like uh, the, the audience yeah, yeah yeah so I think you, you mentioned yesterday like um you realized you had to like sacrifice something to to achieve what you wanted yes, to achieve yes so so this probably is something that I can understand why people say that because before the pandemic who wants to do the business uh, uh you know during the weird hours right and and now the pandemic came if you know a lot of bad things happened during the pandemic or because of the pandemic but a lot of good things happened as well and for the business perspective, it opens up so many opportunities right now, you know, with being able to use this medium, mm. you know, to do businesses, small and big. And, and it opened up opportunity for us, uh, foreigners who live in Japan, who sometimes maybe don't feel a lot of confidence in using Japanese to, to conduct our business. But now, you know, why do we have to target Japanese market, right? Japan is just your home and you can basically target anyone at all. Yeah. You have to sacrifice, of course, like if you do business with a state, that means you have to wake up, uh, you know, uh, just stay awake at night. Yes, uh, people just start to go to work and you finish your work already, you know, think positive about it. Yeah, they just yeah. go to ride on the train, but you're done for the day. You can take another, I don't know, 
two hours sleep and extra sleep. So yeah, so so yeah, you, you need the for every miracle is a price to pay, basically. Right. <laughs> and, and what what was it that you actually I think you've you've done several career pivots in your life. Um, but what was it that you learned about yourself in this particular, your most recent pivot to full-time mm-hmm. magician? Well, I think I, I wouldn't yeah, you know, English is not my first language. So I wouldn't be here today if I didn't do all these previous careers, I would say. Mm, so, you know, like definitely. being in IT, uh, you know, the reason why I came to Japan, because I, I used to work for a company back then in, in Jakarta. It was an ERP software company. And they uh, they had so many partnerships with different countries, right? And I happened to be one of the engineers that they sent to Japan many, many times until someday they the Japan brands asked me, hey, why don't you just work with us? You know, uh, they pay cheaper. Uh, I got more and everyone is happy, right? So that's the reason I got here. So I moved around job and my last IT job was in finance. I was in Deutsche Bank for six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I picked up a lot of uh, connections right there. And also, uh, you know, the way I communicate with people, I believe. Well, being in IT, there's not much. You know, as long as you can talk to the PC, that's enough, right? <laughs> uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I think working in uh, foreign companies, I never really worked for a Japanese company at all. I mean, you hang out with people, you know, get to know people from different industries as well. And uh, the skill that I have with, yeah, sorry, after IT, I went to recruiter, uh, I mean, mm. to recruitment, and that brushed up more of my sales skill and the way I communicate as well. Yeah, you have to be uh, a bit different than, than IT guy, right? Uh, and uh, from all these experiences, I think what I can do right now in my uh, uh, you know, experience that I offer to to companies uh, worldwide. You mm-hmm. know, the virtual entertainment. Well, I can I can talk their language. So uh, because I think it's not only about uh, doing the magic. I mean, doing the magic is what I do. So, uh, but providing a good experience, I think if I can do that, that's that means I do I do a great job, right? So yeah, I mean, you know, performing magic is my job. But if I can entertain them then I do a good job. So to be able to entertain them, it's not only about the magic. You know, we communicate a lot. That's what makes uh, a virtual uh, event interesting, I believe. Not only yeah. like me showing magic all the time, one side, right? So Yeah, only foreigners in Japan who know that music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, it's Japanese magic music. Yeah, Japanese magic music. What, what, what music do we... Do we use in other countries for magic music? Because it is, da, 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 yeah, the only Japanese. That's only Japan. That's like Mr. Malik did that or something. Yeah. Mr. Malik, the glasses guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, so yeah. So, uh, because, no, no, no. I mean, because of that, I was able to pull out some uh, like IT jokes or, you know, I can talk from their perspective. Uh, you know, facing yes. those IT people in front of me, I would say maybe 70% of my gigs are, are from IT people. Uh, either either people who work in the IT industry or the IT team of that company. Right. So, like we are, we, we, we feel so connected, and we feel yeah. so connected. And and uh, and I did some for yeah some recruitment firms as well. And I I had background in recruitment, so I can joke around about yeah. candidates or clients, and that helped me a lot. And they feel so connected, right? So based on the review I got from them, it's like oh my god, we, we it's, it's so relatable. Like uh, the show is so relatable. Uh, it's not the magic, but the, the the way I present it is totally like from uh, it's like they watch their colleagues or something. So yes. I, can, I can pull out some jokes that re- they are so relatable to them, the way they do the project and things like that. So with that, I think that helped me a lot. Yeah, being being in this, uh, you know, maybe not 
not many magicians who come from my backdrop, right? You know, so, so. Yeah. so if you if you'd like just gone to Hogwarts and then become a magician, that's a wizard. Sorry, it's a different. But <laughs> if you'd been a career magician, right, and that was all that you've done, you don't have that element of, yeah, I know what it's like to be in a meeting exactly. and it's 5.59 on a Friday and you're ready for happy hour. Like, yeah, that 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 being exactly. in the corporate experience, you're bringing that. So mm. You know, one of the things that when I talk to people about Ikigai and I'm thinking about how they want to live their life, um, a lot of people are very nervous to take a step because like, what if it's not the right thing? But I think what's really powerful with your story, David, is, you know, you do these things and then it becomes additive and it opens up these different opportunities. And as you said, like if I hadn't done those things, you wouldn't be uh the magician that you are today you'd have a totally well maybe you wouldn't be at all but you wouldn't have the same show you wouldn't be connecting with your clients in the same way um so it kind of all makes sense doesn't it when you yeah when you get yeah. to something you're like oh you know I feel like that because I have recruitment experience as well and it's like thank goodness I learned how to like talk to a CEO exactly. and just realize they're just people so because I'd had that direct sales experience, I didn't find when I talked to other entrepreneurs who haven't had that, mm. they really struggle to like do that cold calling. And it's like, well, I wouldn't say I, I loved cold calling. Um, I hated headhunting, but I didn't mind calling clients. Um, so that was good. Mm. Um, so yeah, it all kind of adds up. And as you said, like the the relationships and the people that you knew in the past, mm. like still still supporting me now. So maybe the the, the key thing is to like, just do something. Yeah. That feels right for now. Yeah, then... that, that feels right for now because you never know what's going what's gonna to be, you know, the result out of what you do right now, right? And nothing can be bad anyway. You know, if you do it and it doesn't work as you expect, I mean, just, just go to do what you did before. I mean... <laughs> You know, <laughs> don't you didn't burn did. the bridges on the way out. <laughs> yeah, just don't burn the bridge. You never want to do that. Uh, yeah. And... Like when I moved my career to recruit recruitment, you know, I actually took one year off uh, mm. from from my uh, financial industry in the uh, financial industry for one year off, and I I challenged myself to kind of uh, you know I want to prove myself that I can make a living with just magic. Mm. So and, and that's what I did. I, I performed in restaurants. I, I pushed a lot on getting gigs right. And during like half year or uh, or seven months, I guess. I just did magic almost every day. A lot of restaurants wanted to book me and, and some of them, they didn't want to pay me, but they said, okay, we don't want to pay you, but this is like a group of restaurants. Do you know like Ebisuyo Kocho? Have you been there before? No, I haven't. In, in Ebisu, there is, mm. Yeah, there's like a one big isakaya and they have like 16 restaurants in it, right? And then from there, I said, you get the, the money directly from the clients. Go, wow, this is not how it works in Japan, right? It's not tipping stuff here. Yeah? Mm. So I thought, okay, let me just challenge myself anyway. You know, I just have to work for a few hours anyway, right? So uh, I did different way how to get, you know, things. Uh, yeah, thank, I mean, I wasn't recruited at that time yet. So it, it was a challenge at the beginning. But yeah, I, I made it. I mean, I, I made it quite good money. I thought, oh my God, being a, being a magician, you know, performing... I remember I took a note for every income I got every day from the clients. I mean, yeah. sometimes I perform like five minutes and they're happy. They give you 5,000 yen. <gasps> wow. You know, it was like, <laughs> that is magic. That's magic. <laughs> uh, and then during the half year, I realized, oh my God, I make quite like four or 5 million yen. In this. 
good money but i thought you know my baby my baby was about to come that time and i thought oh my god i probably have to you know and now i prove myself now let's think about what to do to upgrade my skill in different area and um oh yeah i just can't keep continue doing that right thought, right because you never know uh so uh, uh I, I met some recruiters during that period of one year you know people we just want to hide hunt you right uh and and then uh, some of them become my my good friends and some of them introduced me to other uh companies like nomura you know i don't remember where and uh and i went to the interview but i i know those interviewers didn't feel fit it right because they didn't see my patient right I just uh, mm-hmm. okay, whatever, you know, you want to hire me, hire me. If not, then it's fine. I didn't show them that I really want the job. So uh, the recruiter showed me like that and said, hey, you know, why don't you just join us? You know, just join us. Uh, and yes, I joined the recruitment. <laughs> just to brush up my sales skills as well. And uh, after two years, I went freelancing with the purpose to do more on magic and then uh, tourism industry as well. So, you know, I, I, went, I went through so many industries, but the reason is just, you know, I found it uh, right to do. And uh, I didn't have to think too much because I always think that uh, if I fail with that, well, I can always go back to where I was. Which is mm-hmm. why I never really built all the connection I had before. Uh, and we had all the skills already. And, and I believe that the right company will want to have you because now you have experience other than just IT, for example. Right. Now you have explained more than just, uh, you know, that means we are better in dealing with people. I don't want to go back to do hands-on coding anymore anyway. Uh, and um, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's, that's what we, we, we uh, you know, something that always holding us back is like, you know, shall I do it right now? Or shall I wait for another two or three years? Uh, you know, just do it. Yeah. You always have, uh, you know, something to offer if something fail anyway. So. Yeah. I, I, what I, I really find inspiring with what you've done as well, though, is, so you've had like these different different attempts, right? You've had like the side hustle, then you said, okay, I'm going to commit to it for this year. I'm going to take this year out and try it. And then it almost feels like it kind of took the pandemic, which for many people, you know, was such a difficult situation. And I'm sure it was also difficult for you, but somehow like your time had come, like the world was ready oh, yeah. for you. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like the song right. it didn't feel probably like the stars had aligned at the time but actually mm. now hang on here's a way that i can yeah deliver mm. this magic and this experience um and and the world's kind of ready for it mm. in a in a different structure yeah yeah you're right i mean like i think that was the probably the most difficult time of my life because you never know when this pandemic is going to to end Mm. And my income is basically like, boom, right? Zero. Yeah. I don't know what to I do. And I was like... so thankful to the Japanese government who was able to provide that 1 million yen. Yes. Even to foreigner like us. So, you know, it's, oh my God, I got it like in five days. I thought, wow, yeah. where this 1 million came from? So that helped me to survive a little bit. But, and then I started this uh, magic show. I realized, uh, okay, the money is, is not bad at all because now, you know, doing magic show in Japan is not really easy or in Asia because people just try to, to bargain right <laughs> but in the states they don't care they just you know boom boom just book it book it book it and the good thing about mm. uh, i use airbnb it's my first uh, platform uh and uh, it's so easy to 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 shop right there you know like in amazon three clicks that's it yeah and you just put all the de- description right there and then that's it right but uh, uh uh and then start to get all these things but what changed my perspective a lot is after i perform it for like i don't know maybe like 20 30 times i see the happiness in their 
you know, in their face, in their eyes, like, oh my God, this is this is actually the good thing I'm doing right now. It mm. wasn't even corporate yet. It's just yeah. people who can't meet each other. Like people from four generations or like a long distance uh, wife and husband or, or, or partners, yeah. they can't meet at all. And even like one year after that, some countries still connect a lot of traveling, right? And you put them together in the, in the room, like something only three of us, right? Me, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, and they feel so happy, you know? I let them use the room, you know? So... Yeah, you don't get you don't need to get a room, just use this room. <laughs> so they just stayed on the Zoom room afterwards. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I, I get started a room. to understand. Get a Zoom yeah, room. I, I started to understand that term now. Get a room. You have the room already. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh and, and that happiness that I can provide, right? So I thought, oh my God, this is yeah, like you said, the time has come for the world to accept me, right? And so uh it was about family, bringing family mm. together into the screen. And uh even like lovers or husbands and wives, they never met for a very long time. They can't meet in person, so it's everything long distance, right? And uh, I realized that, you know, uh, when I do the show, they are so happy and they feel so connected to each other, not only to me. And and I thought this is like, it's not about the way to to make cash anymore. It's more like, uh, it's like a calling, you know, you you bring joy to people's life. And and now the door is open, not only, uh, uh, not only that I'm able to do things uh, uh, to cover a wide range of uh you know, how do you call this stuff? Regions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's not only Japan anymore. It's like, this yeah. is like the whole world is open for me. Uh, and, and I have something that uh, I can offer that, that the world needs right now. So uh, that gives me so many motivation. And then and, and I feel like it's, a, it's a probably the most uh, fulfilled job I've ever done in my life. Uh, you know, being able to, you know, do something that makes people happy. And that yeah. brings me a lot of joy as well. And yeah, that's, that's actually pushed me more. And I started to learn how to incorporate technology, you know, like mm. more cameras, more lighting. Uh, but the main goal is always there to make it, in, you know, interactive, to make people to, to, you know, to feel that they are all in the same room yeah. uh, and uh, enjoy the, uh, the share experience of wonder together, uh, you know, without being, uh, feeling that alone in that, especially yeah. in 2020, right? people feel alone and feel lonely as well. And have, let them have this one hour full of fun and they, they don't even realize this one hour. Sometimes, you know, I, I, I know they enjoy it. And when they enjoy it, I really enjoy it even more because it's like constant exchange of energy, you know, like when we do this yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and I don't realize it's one hour something. Oh my God, it's one hour. And they also <laughs> think so. So, so that, that means that they enjoy it. And uh, I'm happy to be able to provide that. So I think you never know what you learn today can be very useful, not only for you in the future, but also for the for for the whole world (laughs) yeah i think it's really really important to you know one one of the um concepts in the ikigai nine which is um uh, an assessment that you can use to sort of measure Mm -hmm. where am i on my ikigai like where am i feeling strong and where one of them is um about like social connections feeling that i have an impact feeling that i matter to someone and i think that like what you have just described is a great uh, embodiment of it isn't just about what I do but it's the impact that it has on other people and how um, like through the medium of magic online but you're also able to bring those connections and I definitely feel like yeah early pandemic you know I was catching up with my family a lot more mm. but at some point like you just run out of conversation yeah. things to talk about because nothing's happening no one's going anywhere no one's doing anything we're just going to talk about covid and the government 
you know or, or maybe the netflix show you you watched today that's it. yeah yeah you know well i think you know people kind of got got into um those types of things and i during um I guess it was 2021, one of my friends, um, fellow recruiter and previous podcast guest, David Sweet, uh, he launched a reading group and we spent uh, a year and a half reading all of the works of Shakespeare. Wow. Yeah, so we did that. I've still got to read King John. I've not finished reading that. But <laughs> it was, you know, here's a plan. Here's like what we're going to do. And then we're going to meet every two weeks and we're going to talk about this. And it was just like giving, giving the container for the human connection and I think your show also does that it just having a kind of you know TGI Friday zoom meeting it got old pretty quickly mm. um but also like having something having something to do um is 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 really important to just feel like connected in a different way and to have an experience so I think it's amazing um I wanted to ask you a question about uh, the corporate teams that you work with, because obviously some of our clients are the same, the same people. Yeah. And this is maybe l- less about the theme of Ikigai and just my general <sighs> curiosity. Um, like, what have you noticed are like the trends and the changes with how people have been interacting online, like as the pandemic has progressed and more people are back in the office? Um, and do you have any tips for people who are you know, still managing in this maybe hybrid or maybe not hybrid world. Um, yeah, what they can do to engage people. Well, I think like, you know, what seven I questions, from, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, from my perspective, because I never be really in the meeting with them talking about jobs, right? But from my perspective as this virtual entertainer, uh, in the last one year, obviously, uh, the method of, uh, the way of working has changed uh, uh, from still fully remote or hybrid. I would say it's like half right now. So mm. half of hybrid mode, that means that people come to the office. Maybe today will be like the 10 team members out of 20. And the rest of the 10 team members, they are still working from home. So when I do that uh, kind of show, I can see some people sitting in the meeting room, like maybe between four to 10. And uh, some people are logging in from home. So, uh, and they still communicate pretty well, actually. I mean, to each other, it, it, uh, you know, at least from the perspective of me as the uh, experienced host, People in the meeting room, in that hybrid situation, they still can uh, joke around with the people remotely. So, And you know what? Some companies actually have a very good setup when it comes to hybrid working style. They actually have like the cameras, like several cameras. And uh, there's, there's one guy who probably is the moderator or something. He can do the switch when I... So from my perspective, right? When I call that person name, uh, you know, when I call the name and the guy actually press a button to zoom into that guy's face. Ah, it's like, wow, this is, this is cool. I don't remember. That's probably Microsoft or, or some other company, but some companies should do that because they want to support their uh, colleagues to be able to, to, to still communicate really well, right? Obviously, you know, like you mentioned yesterday that uh, we probably not be able to see that, that face that clear because, you know, one, yeah. there are like 20 logging screens uh, and uh, one screen has these 10 people, <laughs> ten people in it, it yeah. so, you know, like, it's like gonna... the sides of heads and... yeah, yeah so no matter yeah. how you get close to your screen and if you zoom it out but still in zoom you can do it in the speaker modes right and then you can mm. probably put uh and the thing with us if we don't know them of course internally they know each other but for the outsider like us or the internet client for example if they have to meet all these teams members there's no way you can put every names right there Yes, at the bottom, right? right? Yeah, it, they normally put like London meeting room or something. Yeah. Or San Francisco, that, who is that? So uh, 
I, I uh, in in my uh, in my case, I always try to get as many names as possible. Uh, and you know, like putting the initials, like David right. John, people call me DJ. Uh, put the names right there because you can't fit everyone's right. If you have ten people, right? Yeah. Or Jenny, maybe I just put Jane, yeah. comma blah comma. I can rename it. I can rename your name as a horse. And and that's how I communicate with them. Uh, so as much as possible, I still involve those people, even though their face are really small in the screen. Mm. Uh, and obviously, I mean, this this is the best uh, setup, right? I can see your face really clear. I can see your reaction. I can see when you return into skeptic. Yeah. So never, uh... never. <laughs> you can see my son coming in the background. Yeah, yeah you can see everything. All that's the beauty. That's the beauty. Yeah. So, that's really yeah. good practical hint, though, David, about like getting those groups because yeah i think you start to rely don't you like okay i can use this person's name which is really mm. important in any type of meeting but i can remember this person's name because it's written down here yeah. and then when you go in the office and you haven't got like the name badge the virtual name <laughs> badge you're like and then I, I mean it's changing a little bit now in the offices in japan but like and then people have got their mask on what yeah who is this guy you know like who is yeah this so it's good. It's good to have that <laughs> as well. As well, and you you mentioned as well about your like transition before about like using more technology, and I think that that's really an interesting thing for people to think about. So when you first got started, if you compare your first couple of shows to your shows now. What's the evolution been like? Well, it's a lot. It's like it's like from a, from a monkey to a human. Uh... <laughs> from an eight to a human so yeah i was i i still have the macbook right now but that macbook is my hero right now it's like 2016 macbook pro uh that's what i use uh, to perform maybe at least 200 shows wow <laughs> uh I a mean, single monitor a single monitor but a single monitor probably for like uh maybe 100 shows until i get a new webcam right like you know, the logitech one yeah. But in the first six months, I try not to use a lot of money, you know, so, you know, like you don't have to pay for money to register your experience online. Mm. And uh, unless you buy all these new devices, then you basically have nothing to lose, right? right. You just have to use your time, which is a lot <laughs> at time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, we all had time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just use that MacBook Pro and some of my Amazon boxes. I, oh, I underneath to like lift it up. Yeah, I had to lift it up. <laughs> and then... Uh, you know, change the angle whenever I need. Uh, and I even carried it around with me because I thought, you know, I, I don't have the camera, multiple cameras to switch the view. Uh, so uh, I did it standing for a bit near my window because I didn't want to buy a new light. So I used my windows uh, 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 light, you know, the natural light, right? right? But the problem comes when I perform overnight. <laughs> oh my yes. God, no light. And the light from my room is not enough. So I, I had this dark face. I still have some videos performing. And I didn't know why people still write me a good review at that time. So, and then after I do it standing, because I feel like I want to do it standing for the first five or 10 minutes. You know, I get more energy mm. when I stand up. Uh, and then I move the laptop. I, I oh, some boxes. it around to my table and the boxes, boom, to the table. Uh, and, uh, and, and I continue the show. When I do the close-up, I need to show the, the coins or the card. I just change the, uh, the cover of the laptop to like right. change the angle of it so i was oh my god if i watched those uh, recording again i was like oh my god mm. how can i uh i couldn't ask my uh, ask for money for this kind of uh, experience you know <laughs> but people were happy they, they were loving they they still uh, think that's a good show because uh of, of the content not the technology 
Mm. After a while, I start to get some cash out of it. I said, oh my God, I, I got to start, start investing. So uh, yeah, slowly but sure, I invest a little bit more and little by little. And now I'm happy with, with my setup. So, <laughs> But always come with the experience because I think with everything we do, uh, technology can, can come later. I think just go with the experience. What do we expect that, uh, not do we expect, what do you want them to experience, right? And uh, in my case, I want them to have that kind of uh, joy during the pandemic. And I thought, where do I need the technology right now? You know, I don't want to be in a situation that uh, I just use the technology without giving myself time to learn more. You know, it's a one-man show. There's no one can help me when the technical <laughs> problem happens, right? So I thought the less, the better. Just mm. this one laptop, this uh, native camera, that's it. At the beginning, uh, yeah. So I never uh, start with technology, and then invest it little by little, more and more. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have this amazing uh, product, and like recently, you went uh, went back to your home country, and you're able to like continue to like service your clients from that there as well. So it's also digital nomad, yeah, living the dream, nomad. yeah, because you've not tied yourself to a yeah. a certain like the face-to-face do, do you still do face-to-face shows though if someone I do there? I do I do but you know in Japan not math not much right when I was living in Tokyo I had a I had a contract with Tokyo American Club mm. so uh they they hired me to uh with the recreation team so recreation team is the uh uh the team that deal with a lot of a uh, kids party yeah and I I love kids so I, I don't mind doing kids show at all although it's a lot of you know a lot of horror story when you perform for kids right <laughs> Because they can just come to grab your props, you know, and and let's get around. So I was pretty good at that. Uh, if you've been to Tokyo American, you've been to yeah. American, you know, there's a bowling area right there. Yeah, yeah. And then next to it, there's a billiard table, right? With that, that's your my zone. magic table. Yeah, that's <laughs> my magic. Yeah. So I just set up my stuff right there, and then I tried to be as minimal as possible. So I did a lot back in Tokyo, uh, and then uh, corporate events, obviously, and which happened most of the time during the during the December anyway, right? Mm. Uh, so I never really pushed for it. And then I moved to Osaka last year because I thought this is what I'm going to do. Online is like most of the thing I'm going to do because you just have so much time to perform even like in the in-person show, you probably can do what? Two at most. Yeah. Mostly happen in the evening anyway. Uh, and during this, this uh, crisis, not only crisis, but now online experience, you can do it as many as you want. Yeah. As long as you have a still strong voice to talk. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I want to focus on this because I know this is not going to uh, disappear as long as mm. remote, remote work is still right there. Uh, and in person, of course, I'll be happy to do that. So last year, you introduced me to uh, Yoko-san. Yoko-san. Yeah. 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 We'll leave it there. We'll just yeah, say Yoko-san. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I was happy to do that. Uh, now I do it uh, sometime in the hotels right here. But yeah, that's not really my focus. I'm not really chasing for in-person show. I really enjoy mm-hmm. it. Of course, you, you still need to meet people, right? You still need to yeah. meet people. Uh, but in terms of like the uh, the flexibility and, uh, uh, you know, I enjoy it as much, basically. You know, yeah. you don't have to pack your suitcase, right? That's, that's, the, that's a big problem. That's a big difference. <laughs> yes. You know? I, I have been slowly like doing a few more face-to-face events mm-hmm. and I realized, one, I'm totally out of practice. Like <laughs> walking and talking. What? really hard my clicker wasn't working the other day so um but yeah like having to like have all my props and all of the things it's like Mm -hmm. yeah I probably need to have a checklist again like this isn't this isn't natural for me after three years but also what I think I appreciate about what you've said too is having that openness and flexibility that actually you can make an amazing connection online 
you can have that same energy exchange um it can be really meaningful and i think yeah, that yeah. one of the words which always uh, uh triggers me <laughs> around this whole theme is uh in japanese people say riaru you know for like face to face or yeah they call it riaru <laughs> so real i'm like this, this is, is real. real. This is real. What's <laughs> happening now? And like the magic show you did for the Make Marsh Matter community. That was that was real. Like my laughter was real. Um, the amazement, the joy was real. Um, hoping I wouldn't get picked <laughs> to, was real. Um, so I just, you know, it's kind of a passion point for me as well to if like what the expectations are and what people bring to the interaction is more important than than the medium yeah, exactly. because people pretend like oh we had all these meetings face to face in the office and they were all amazing and all supportive and we all like collaborated all the time I'm like I don't think we did a lot of times if I was in a corporate environment pre-covid it's heads down I'm on my email I'm sending like a message a slack to my colleague kind of pre-slack we didn't have slack mm. but like we were emailing each other not talking to each other. They sit next to each other. Didn't want to disturb yeah. her yeah. or him. <laughs> so I think there's some rose-tinted glasses about what time in the office means um, and what can be, and, and some people not so open to what's possible for mm. remote work. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I love that you're like this ambassador for remote <laughs> um, because I think it gives a lot of opportunities for people to connect in different ways, to have different flexibility, like as a caregiver, Changed my life. Yeah, my so, life. totally, totally. Changed my uh, husband's life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he he works from home full time now. Nice. You too, oh. right? The two of you are working from home now, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I I worked from home um, since I started my business seven years ago, so a little bit different. But I was obviously more on site with clients. Right. Ah. But same for you now. So yeah. now I have clients in India, in Australia, in Hong oh, Kong, in Singapore. See, so I, I I don't have American clients because I don't want to be up at that time. <laughs> That's a boundary which I've set. But you know, I have expanded. Um and in the nature of the work that I do, that's sort of useful for people, for, for my clients, because I'm coming from a different perspective. Mm. I'm not assuming anything about what is normal mm. because I've never lived in Delhi, so I don't know. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a very good point, actually. Like a lot of people in Japan, probably the thing that they don't want to get into this room, right? And and most of the time, they don't even turn on the, uh, the video. Mm. It's, it's basically like, like having a how do you how do you use it it's like a facetime audio yeah why do you why do you <laughs> have to yeah <laughs> you don't have to go to zoom then if you just want to use, listen to your colleagues just use a facetime audio then they create a yeah. group and facetime audio so and also like you say the interaction is so much important than than just logging talking about what what you uh what you want to talk about you know people think that that's probably makes zoom so boring right I mm. think, uh, and they don't want to do the things that they normally do in person. I mean, just jokes around. And they probably don't feel comfortable to do it on Zoom, right? Yeah. Because they think they're far away. Like when they meet in the room, they probably can jokes around, like talking about things like freely. Just do the same. You know, like, yeah. like I'm talking to you right now. I don't really feel like you're in Tokyo. You're just in front of me right now in, the, in, yeah. a, in a quiet meeting room, right? Yeah. I think it's, it's a good factor, of course, like when you don't have a car sounds or things like that. Mm. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's the mindset that still a lot of people try to change. Uh, and, and uh, you know, people like us who believe in virtual. Uh, you know, like believe in virtual. It's real. Believe in virtual. It's real. It's yes. not real <laughs> for so, a lot of people in Japan. Yeah. 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 
I'm not in a hurry to go back to the office. Anyway, this is this is uh, getting away from the the topic of Ikigai, but um, but I think it maybe does connect in as we can think about what's the lifestyle that we want to have, and maybe it is possible. You know, there are finding those like-minded people. Like you found this whole audience of people who mm. relish the opportunity to experience joy online. So it exists. Um, yeah. And now you're able to kind of marry marry those things together and mm. have your life savior from your side hustle, which is amazing, very inspiring. Uh, but we're coming towards the end of our time together, and you've probably got a million shows lined up this, this evening. So um, I want to ask you two final questions, which I always ask. One is, what is a question I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? Something you want to talk about, and you, God, let's make sure we get that on the table before we leave. I um, I think it's more on uh, if I can say something about starting something that we have been wanting to do. Mm, please uh, do. Yeah, you know, instead of like the pandemic is a good example, right? I know it's the crisis, so people probably have no choice but doing it. Uh, instead of saying I lost everything, I mean, I know I lost everything in the business though, but I didn't lose everything. So instead of saying that I lost everything, you know, what we can do with what we got left, right? Mm. And uh, there's always something we can, you know, can, can offer. There's something we just have to keep digging in. Don't give up searching. Uh, you know, like a lot of friends of mine, they, they start their food business, right? Suddenly, and they love it. And they, they also make money out of it. They, they survive. But a lot of people, they just give up to the situation. Because a lot of things we can't uh, control, you know, but mm. we can do something about it. Just like how we take all this situation. Like we cannot control the pandemic, right? I mean, oh, I want it to be over. There's no way. But uh, it's, it's, there's always a thing that you can uh, accept the, the fact that you can control that and do, do something about it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's too big to handle, but you have this with you. Like the two hands for me, I have these 10 fingers who can do amazing yeah. things to make people laugh or to entertain people. So... Yeah, so just just start with what you got left in any situation. What you got, if it's not the pandemic, what you got. So work you know, with what you've got. Too much. Yeah. Yeah, and and that may be the answer to the next question as well, or perhaps you have another some other words of wisdom, like the final message you have. Like if people listening to this podcast only take away one thing, what is it that you uh, want them to take away? Well, don't don't listen to the to the naysayers. I would say. <laughs> Because a lot of people, they don't know what you're capable of, right? But you know what you're capable of. But, you know, just don't go too deep into this, uh, how do you call it stuff? The, the toxic positivity. Okay. <laughs> so not to toxic positivity, but also don't, don't listen to people who yeah, don't believe yeah, in yeah. you. Yeah. Right. They, they don't know your limit, but you know that you're, you're much, you're, you know what you're capable of. But for example, you need to jump into some, some crazy business, business that require like 10 million yen or something. And you don't have the money. That's obviously impossible, right? But if you have these kind of toxic things, oh, I can do it, I can do it. You go, what do you do? You can rob a bank or something. If you don't have the money, obviously you can start. You cannot start. But most people like small business owner or, or self-employee or people like me or maybe yourself, we don't need money to start what we want to do. I mean, yeah. if you take the first step, you're basically halfway there already. So taking that first step is what's so difficult for a lot, a lot of people, yeah. right? So uh, once you take that first step, everything will be like a lot easier, getting easier and easier. So Great, great. I love that. And, and also you just reminded me about naysayers. Um, like, be, I don't want to say like, be careful who you surround yourself with, but it is really important to have um, 
people who believe in your potential or who'll believe yeah. who'll believe you. David, yeah. you're going to launch an online magic show. Tell me more. Not, oh, does anybody? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. That's the, they're not helpful in that timing. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, you at least have like one or two percent out of 10 will tell you that, you will definitely do it. Because that 2% represent who you are. <laughs> yes, yes. And the other voices are all the, all the ones like, I've already thought about this but I've yeah. still decided to do it. Yeah, I know it's going to be hard and I know it don't have the yeah. money. So I don't need to hear that message again. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we yeah. already have those self-doubts all covered inside. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to be uh, sharing in the show notes down below um, if you're on YouTube uh, or um, in the podcast as well, all the places where people can contact you, where they can book their Airbnb experience as well. They can find out more and... Um, even if you're not particularly interested in magic, I really recommend that you follow David on LinkedIn um, because the stuff that he's posting around um, what he's learning, I think so applicable to people in corporate roles, to entrepreneurs. So um, magic is the medium, but not the only message. Um, you, and it's really, really uh, great content um, as well as, of course, the, the, the magic experience is fabulous too. So Thank you so much, David. You, I've had a you. great time talking to you. Um, because this will go out as a podcast for, podcast first, I was like, oh, should I ask him to do some magic? But then I thought it might be a little bit boring to have <laughs> yeah. magic until we go onto YouTube. So I do recommend that people... You have a YouTube channel as well, right? I do, but mostly only for like promotional videos. So there's some yeah, little... <laughs> people can people can get a little idea of like yeah. what yeah. what to expect and some of the things as well. So please check it out. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, wishing you all the best of success in your life savior. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope that you found something you could take away from the episode to help you find your own Ikigai and integrate it into your daily life. And I'd love to hear exactly what resonated with you. So pop over to see me on LinkedIn or on my Facebook page. You can find the links in the show notes below. And let me know what you thought was the most important takeaway from the podcast today. And sharing is caring. So feel free to share this episode with one of your friends who you think could benefit from hearing about living a life of purpose. Looking forward to see you on the next episode of Ikigai with Jennifer Shinkai.